You're listening to a sermon preached at Redeeming Life Church. Good morning, faith family. I love Family Worship Sunday, not just because we get to eat fruit snacks while we listen to the preached word, but because we get to gather together as a faith family, young and old, and everything in between. And because it's Family Worship Sunday, I've actually modeled my message this morning after our Bible study sheet that our kids fill out. Our elementary kids fill this out every Sunday in their class, and so as the kids came and gathered these today, I'm hoping that the older kids will help the younger kids, and the younger kids will help the adults, and we'll get through all of this together. All right, the first thing on our Bible study sheet, as all our kids know, is to pray. It says that we should ask the Lord for help and get to know him more as we read and study his word. So I'd like to pray for us one more time this morning. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to gather together, to to model for our children what it means to sit under the preached word. Lord, I pray that I would be faithful to the text that we see here in Romans this morning. Uh, Lord, I just take everything that I've used and I've studied this week and, and just help it to flow out of me today. And I just pray that you would open our minds and ears to hear your voice this morning and that we would leave here changed because of what we heard from your word. In your holy and precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, and then the second thing on our sheet says Bible reading. So today we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 6, starting in the 15th verse. If you're using one of those Red Pew Bibles nearby you, we're going to be on page 1001. You can also find everything in the YouVersion Bible app. Just go to that app, open that up on your electronic device, uh, go under more and find today's event. All the scriptures are on there, and... Um, and other stuff as well. So, all right, Romans chapter 6, starting in the 15th verse, says, What then? Should we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Absolutely not. Don't you know that if you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of that one that you obey, either of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. But thank God that although you used to be slaves to sin, you obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching to which you were handed over. And having been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. Now I'm using a human analogy because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you offered the parts of yourselves as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater lawlessness, so now offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free with regard to righteousness. So what fruit was produced then from the, the things that you are now ashamed of? The outcome of those things is death. But now, since you have been set free from sin and have become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification and the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. I'd like to pray for us one more time before we dive in. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. is death. Like I said, I don't know where you guys are at, but being a slave to sin does not sound like much fun to me. In reading God's this world word this morning, I do not find myself wanting to be a slave to sin. Thankfully, Paul tells us that there is another option. We can be slaves of God or servants of God. 
As Pastor Brian mentioned, being a slave of God isn't a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. And we're going to see that this morning. Look back at our text together. Paul continues here in Romans. He said in verse 21 that the outcome of a life lived in sin results in death. Then in verse 22 he says, But now, since you have been set free from sin, talking about the Christian, and have become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification. And the outcome is eternal life. I can already tell you that eternal life sounds a lot better than death. This destination sounds awesome. I'd rather take the road that leads to eternal life than the road that leads to death. But what is the fruit that Paul's referring to? How do we know if someone is headed to eternal life versus the road of death? Well, let's look back at our text in Galatians and see what God's word has to say there. If the fruit of slavery to sin is sexual immorality, moral impurity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar, what do you think the fruit of being a servant of God looks like? What would the opposite of these things be? Let's see what God's Word says in Galatians 5, now starting in verse 22. Paul says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. How many of you guys would say that this sounds like a better road? How many of you guys think that this is the road that we should go down? The good news is if you're sitting here today and you're a Christian, if you've already surrendered your life over to Christ, then you've already come to this fork on the road. You've made that decision to throw off your old self and instead live for Christ rather than yourself. However, if you are sitting here today or you're watching online and you are not a Christian, you still have a decision to make. That being said, let's take a moment and pause right here. Remember, we're in that third box on our sheet, learn. So kids, if you're filling out your Bible study sheet this morning, hopefully you've learned something from God's word. Maybe you've written down something like, living for sin is messy or disgusting. Maybe you wrote down that you can only serve or obey one master. Maybe you wrote down that we have to choose between ourselves and God. I wrote down that as Christians, we need to die to our sin and live for Christ. Adults, hopefully you've been able to learn from God's word this morning as well. I hope that you see that as Christians, our life should look different. As a Christian, as a redeemed, blood-bought believer in Christ, God is calling us to die to our sin, to crucify our flesh rather than be a slave to it. Instead, we are slaves to righteousness as God is continually sanctifying us and growing us. The next thing on our Bible study sheet is application. But before we look at application, I want to take a moment and jump down and look at number five. Number five is questions or interpretations. Is there something that I don't understand, a word I don't know? 
Maybe you kids have written that down and you want to ask your parents later. The word I wrote down was sanctification. If this were a spelling bee, I wouldn't be able to spell the word, let alone explain it. Sanctification is a big word that Paul used here in Romans. And it basically means that we're being set free from our sin. We're being purified or made holy. God is getting all the gunk and filth out of our lives, and he's replacing it with righteousness. Which then begs the question, what does it mean to be enslaved to righteousness? If we are a slave to righteousness, then that means that we are no longer slaves to our sins, but we are serving God instead. As I mentioned earlier, many Christians believe that if they are saved, it means they can go on doing whatever they want, living their lives however they want. But we see from our text this morning that that simply isn't the case. Paul reminds us today that each one of us is a slave. As sinners, we were slaves to sin. But as Christians, we are slaves to righteousness, meaning we've been set free from the sins that bind us or ensnare us and are instead being sanctified or made righteous before a holy God. Now let's look at number four, application. What do we do now? How can we apply what we learned today from God's word to our own lives? As Christians, we have to decide each day not to go down the road of lawlessness and instead walk along the path of righteousness. As Christians, God is calling us to die to our sins and live for Christ. It sounds like an easy task, but we all know it isn't. Even Paul struggled at times. Paul says in the next chapter, in chapter 7, he says, I do not do the good I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. We have to decide each day to focus on the will of God and not let our sin overcome us. Genesis 4 reminds us that sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. When we become Christians, our fleshly desires do not go away. Our temptation to sin does not disappear. Each day we have to make the decision to say no to sin and say yes to Christ. The application for us today, the encouragement from Paul today, is to live the life of a Christian. As Christians, we are no longer slaves to sin, but we're rather slaves or servants of God. As believers, our life should look different than the lives of those who are committed to the things of this world. The next box on our kids' Bible study sheet is a scripture memory verse. We've looked at a lot of really powerful verses this morning. But kids, if you haven't written one down, one I would recommend would be Romans 6.23. It was the last verse of our text today. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That word wages basically means payments. That's what you get for serving sin. You get the payment of death. We've seen in our text this morning in Romans that we are either slaves to sin or slaves of God. And Romans 6.23 is a powerful verse that shows us what the true outcome of a life living devoted to sin looks like. If we decide to be slaves to sin, then the payment we receive is death. Thankfully, that is not where that verse ends. Paul goes on to tell us that the gift of God is eternal life. If you are a slave to sin, then the wages that you are paid is death. However, if you are a slave to God, then the gift that you will receive is eternal life.
you're a Christian this morning, then you know what you have to look forward to. But if you're sitting here today and you're not a Christian, then you know what's in store for you too. Which brings us to our last point on our Bible study sheet. That's number seven, and that's to respond. How do we respond to what we heard from God's word today? Paul's question for the Romans is the same question that's being asked of each of us this morning. Are you a slave to your sin? Or are you a servant of the king? Now is the time to repent of your sins and follow Christ. If you have not made a profession of faith, if you have not surrendered your life over to Christ and become a slave to God, today is the day to make that happen. Let's have a conversation about what that looks like to die to yourself and to live for Christ. We've seen from our text today where a life that glorifies sin leads. Make the decision today to live for Christ. The wages of sin is death, but God has a promise for you. We see in Romans 10, 9 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You may have been traveling down the road that leads to death for years now, but that can all change today. Now is the opportunity to change paths and to follow Christ. If you're sitting here today and you're a Christian, you know the decision to serve God is a continual choice that we make each and every day. Every day we have to make the conscious effort to crucify our fleshly desires and instead live for Christ. The battle against sin is a daily struggle, but you are not alone. We all struggle with it. As I mentioned earlier, Paul struggled with it. He says in Romans 7.15, For I do not understand what I am doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. How many of us can admit that we find ourselves doing what we hate rather than behaving the way that we truly desire to act? Maybe this week has been a week like that for you. Maybe lately your life has better resembled slavery to sin than a devotion to God. It happens. It happens to all of us. But thankfully, today is a new day. I'd like to remind you of that word that I can't really spell. Sanctification. Sanctification is something that we experience all the time. It is a continual process. We are undergoing sanctification every day. The key is to not give up. My encouragement to you and the encouragement that Paul gives in 2 Corinthians is this. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer body is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. As believers, the Holy Spirit is working inside of each of us day by day. God is continually transforming us and molding us into faithful followers of Christ. Some days, serve as a reminder of the work that still needs to be done. But other days, we can look in the mirror and we can see the accomplished work of Christ that has already begun in our lives. Here's another verse from 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and being transformed into the same image 
from glory to glory. Brothers and sisters, the sanctifying work of Christ is being done in each of our lives will not be completed on this side of eternity. It is something that we are continually going to be enduring until Christ returns. That being said, I mentioned earlier that being a Christian doesn't grant us the freedom to do whatever we want. But we see in 2 Corinthians that there's freedom found in following Jesus. We see in 2 Corinthians 3 there is freedom for the believer because as Christians we are being transformed. We are being freed from our sin and instead find ourselves enslaved to righteousness as we are sanctified every day. I'd like to close with the closing verses of our primary scripture text from this morning. Paul says in Romans 6, 22 and 23, But now, since you have been set free from sin and have become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification, and the outcome is eternal life. Verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Faith family, let us no longer be slaves to sin, but let us rather live as slaves of God. May our life reflect who we truly are as servants of the King. Don't worry about leaving your thumb on the previous page. Make the decision to serve God and be fully committed to him today. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the sanctifying work that you do in each and every one of us, day by day. Lord, sometimes I feel like I serve an example to my kids of what it means not to be a Christian more often than I do the example of what it does mean to be a Christian. But I thank you that you're not done with me yet, that you're continually working inside of me. Lord, you are our righteousness. You are the righteousness that we seek. Lord, I pray that as you continue sanctifying us, molding us, growing us, Lord, we would be faithful to the calling that you've placed in our lives. We would be faithful servants of the King. Help us not to go after William Worldly. Help us to choose you. Help us to remember to get up every day and choose life. And may this be something that we don't just keep to ourselves. But when we go back to our workplaces on Monday, back to our schools, back to our band or sports practices. Lord, I, I pray that our kids would be an example to their friends, that our kids would be an example to us of what it means to follow you and be committed to you. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives, all the work that you are doing and the work that you will continue to do as we seek to be faithful followers. In your name we pray. Amen. We'd love to have you as our guest. For more information, visit redeeminglifeutah.org.